whenever I think about this, it's it's also like a reality check that like we're still like such in the beginning of the internet. Right, right. I'm sure stuff like this will eventually happen, whether it's Twitter or something else. Those little outages are like a taste of, of what something like that would be like. Right. If we are reacting this strongly to anything other than like real people in our life going away, is that a healthy thing? I think for many people, the thought of losing people that they've connected with on Twitter was real enough for them to feel the need to say like, hey, I'm going to be here or hey, follow me here or whatever it is, because I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of people through Twitter, like maybe not enough to be like, oh, I'm going to lose track of them and I feel badly about that. But I think for some people, that's a thing, you know, those relationships and connectivities. So it was yeah. for some. Yeah. Dramatic, but it was for yeah. some. It just never it felt like it wasn't like real. Like, I mean, you're watching it and you're just like, this isn't really going to happen, though. Like, is it like it doesn't that? No, there's no way this is going to happen. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Steve. And this is a podcast for creatives. Two friends talking about the complex, messy and beautiful experience that is being a creative. So have you have you joined Mastodon yet? Is it or have you have you been a due to Twitter? Are you still where where are you in this process? Here? I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm intimidated because I was gonna bring this up and then I was in my mind thinking, okay, do I know how to pronounce Mastodon? I feel right. like it's a word that is it's a stupid name. It's very stupid. And is Mastodon a like I'm thinking of something that's like an elephant is it like a is it a mythical creature is it a is it a like an elephant type i'm pretty sure it animal? has tusks i'm pretty sure it has tusks i keep picturing snuffleupagus yeah from, yeah from okay sesame street so if that helps just go with that okay okay so that's this is the network that everyone is jumping to apparently the snuffy uh, yeah. network <laughs> yeah okay. yeah the snuffy network yeah <laughs> my god it was like a funeral on the on well, this well, we're recording this uh, of the weekend, but um, so Thursday night, it was a uh, like it was like a funeral on Twitter that night when everything broke that it was gonna you know possibly go away in the coming days and people are sending out you know if it does go find me here nice knowing all of you am I going somewhere like is something happening to me here and all of this just to give a little context to people who might not be following Twitter news which. There's nothing no wrong with you if, yeah. if if you're not, because yeah. there's a lot of other things that are going on in the world. But I guess uh, something was leaked that another wave of people got let go from Twitter and then they revoked basically all badges and like locked the doors to like all the Twitter offices, which correct me if I'm wrong here. But I felt like I saw so many people who I think are smart on Twitter doom posting when, from my perspective, I'm assuming that that like lockout happens because in the same way that a lot of times if you get like let go from your job, they'll escort you out because they don't want you to like take any proprietary information with you. So right. I'm guessing that's why that lockout happens, not because yeah. they were burning the servers down right 
it did seem that there was, you know, because of the volume of people who have like walked away from the company that they didn't also have like the, the personnel in place to sort of like keep things a running or be able to deal with problems or volume. The World Cup is coming up in a couple of days. And I think they're concerned about like, from what I've been reading, at least like the amount of volume of, of you know, tweets and things being sent out and being over, you know, systems being overrun. I don't know. It seems a bit of a stretch to me, but what do I know about how, how Twitter is run? It felt very Twilight Zone-esque on, on Thursday night with, you know, people sort of saying like these long goodbyes and how much Twitter has helped them in their lives. And I'm, I'm listen, I mean, I didn't say anything, but I would, I really had nothing but positive things pretty much to say about my experience with Twitter. I mean, for us, we've met guests on the show and you know, I've learned a lot of different philosophies and approaches, and it's been very beneficial to my career professionally and personally. But I don't know. It, it just felt very like if this goes, do I really need to feel the need to like say something before it before it explodes, like get one final tweet out there, like somehow it's going to like cement my legacy. And that's what it really felt like people taking this very seriously, like if this is it. And they're just going on and it's just like, I'm pretty sure this is going to be here in the morning when I wake up. I don't think it's going to be gone. <laughs> this guy just dropped like billions of dollars on this thing. I don't think it's just going to die. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm not like an Elon Musk fangirl or anything like that. But like the guy's doing all this stuff with like space. I have a little bit of confidence in him that he didn't just like buy this company to blow it up. I mean, he I mean, I don't think like he's he that crazy. He's doing, right? <laughs> somewhat, somewhat. I mean, oh, I kind of, I kind of like to think that all the smart people who have been working at Twitter like built these systems, and it's it is a computer based thing. It's not like yeah, manual labor is on the line. Yeah, I don't. I'm think not. He's I'm going not in I, don't, like I don't. I don't. I don't mean to sound. Yeah, I don't mean to sound insensitive about you know people losing their jobs and. Not that they, that their job wasn't valuable. I don't agree with Elon Musk when it comes to that. Yeah. I'm sure that the Twitter experience is maybe going to change for the worse. But I mean, right now, other than people losing their jobs, I don't know, Steve. On from your perspective, like, does it feel like anything has changed other than what people are tweeting about? Like, your where the buttons are, (laughs) the algorithm, like all that feels the same to me. Everything feels the same. A lot of it just feels like a lot of, and and I wouldn't rule this out. I mean, like they cut so much of their comms department, right? But like reporters keep getting leaks of things and things keep getting sent out there. And the thought crossed my mind the other day about like kind of strategic that they cut all these comms people, but yet like all these internal messages and things like that are finding a way to get out there and it's like they're utilizing the the news media to sort of like continue operations and not have to pay anybody. And I don't know if that's the intention, but no, the experience hasn't changed. It all, it all looks the same. And that's why it just, you, you felt like you were in, you know, Thursday night, you felt like it was like, you're looking or like the John Travolta gif where he's just kind of like looking yeah. around the room. Right. It just felt very much like, am I seeing the same thing that everyone else is seeing? Like, I don't really feel like this is going anywhere. And then like the part that killed me was like everyone was sending links to like, you know, where you can find me on Instagram and where you can find me on on Facebook and, and wherever else. And then like, you know, of, of the last couple of weeks, like this Mastodon thing has been 
revived after like, you know, years of just sort of like, you know, being one of these players off on the sidelines. And it's just like, that's the one like that's this is this is it. This is what we're going with. Like it did <laughs> like you remember when the pandemic hit when like, you know, it, it seemed so natural that Skype was going. This was their moment. Right. We joked about this when the, and the time happened and then like Zoom happened and you're like, well, yeah, it does, this does make sense that we're here now. Like it just feels like really Mastodon. Like this is this is where everyone's like we've all decided there was a vote and this is what we voted on. It just it doesn't add up to me. You tweeted something earlier and I I want to read it verbatim because it was it was written really well. So hang on a sec. I gotta I gotta pull up Twitter here. Which on um, Saturday night still on working. November nineteenth still working. Nice. Just wanted to give some real time reporting. Okay, so Steve tweeted. Remember going out nights with your friends, having a great time, and sometimes a few too many, not wanting the party to end, so you all agree that you're going to meet up for breakfast in the morning. Remember how miserable that breakfast was? That's Mastodon. That's Mastodon, baby. Just feels exactly like, you know, you want the party to keep going, and everyone's like, we got to do it here, we'll meet up for breakfast, and then you're all sitting around the table hungover these people you 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 don't want to be with them at that point in time in the morning they don't look as good in the light no (laughs) bad lighting in the diner (laughs) yeah that is that is mastodon right there it's not going to be the same and it feels very strange to me that there are some like you said it before like people who you respect on you know their opinions on social who are just volunteering this go to mastodon kind of theory and you're just like you do know that this is not going to be the exact same thing. Like we're not going to just go here and everyone's going to have the same time. And that's, it just feels very like if Twitter dies, it feels very Rocky. If Twitter dies, it dies. Like the whole thing goes like you lose the experience, you lose the vibe, you lose the everything, the good and the bad that, that comes with it. I don't think you just recreate it somewhere else and expect everyone to sort of follow you there and for things to have that same. And maybe that's not the intention, but it certainly seems like, you know, we've all sort of like as a society agreed Mastodon is it. And I, I, it is not going to be it. Mm, I haven't even, <laughs> I got as far as Googling Mastodon just to like see even like what, you know, what comes up in Google results. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not going yeah. beyond that. Yeah. You had said something that struck me earlier in the week when we were texting about this, that like, you know, there's this this almost like would you use the word over reliability or like how we basically sort of like rely on 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 social media or or a certain social channel? Yeah, I guess reliability or just dependence. Yeah, dependency. I think would be that was the word better because I mean I think that that's kind of why everyone seemed to be freaking out. And I just wanted to take a second to say. One thing that I thought was kind of endearing, and I think this probably just says a lot about Twitter users, is that I didn't really see a lot of, oh, come follow me here because people were concerned about losing followers. It seems like the bare concern and what people were getting really upset about was that they were going to lose their community, that these communities were built on Twitter. And I don't, I knew that that had existed but I don't think I had realized to what degree that that seems to be 
generally speaking, like the priority for people who who use Twitter. And that's probably why I'm being so like, because <laughs> I'm not really in a community. So I, I kind of have the privilege of being able to to look at this just, you know, being the person in the corner. Yeah. Do you feel like it, has there been Vine and, and certain things that have been like killed off in the past? Like, you know, we, we never really replicated like, I mean, TikTok basically can can sort of take the place of that that piece of Vine. But I even think even in the way that TikTok is built, it's not it's not the same thing. So, like, has there ever been anything that sort of replicates that sort of like feel? Because I was just sort of stunned at how quickly everyone was like ready to move. Like, I would be very upset. Like, I would be very, you know, melancholy about Twitter going away. If it, and I don't really think it is, but if it ever did, like, yeah, I would be pretty somber about it, I think, for a little bit just because of that, like the community and what's been built. But I think I'd be pretty much okay with the fact that I'm not going to be able to recreate it or have the same vibe or or find that same community if I just went to this next platform. Um, I think I know that like in my head. So I, I was just sort of surprised by the fact that people were just so quickly like, and that's where your dependency argument came up so quickly, just ready to dive into something else just so they don't lose that. I think you saw true colors sort of come out on Thursday night when we realized that like some people felt like the end was near. And I think that's something that's really cool. Like it's not something to like necessarily like poke fun at. I know we're sitting here like sort of laughing at, you know, we're all of a sudden we're all going to start using the term mastodon, you know, like it's just going to roll off the tongue. But I think it's really cool that for all its warts, you know, like that's the thing about things that you love, like like anything else, like it it has faults, like and Twitter has its faults. But what it has provided, I think people who have used it strategically um and with with an eye on trying to get better or we always talked about it like you know it was about shared experiences and connecting with people with shared experiences and you know it definitely provided that to people and as much as we'd look down at social sometimes that's really truly what is at the heart of social media is being connected over those moments whether there's things that you know that connect you professionally or you know certain things that connect you personally um and people felt that on Thursday night you felt that being potentially you know being taken away from you and i think it panicked people i feel like i go back and forth about this all the time and if like anyone who's been listening to the podcast for a long time i'm sure you've heard me be very pro social media and say like this is the way of the future we need to just like adopt it and get healthy about it and then i've also made comments like Social media is ruining everything. It's terrible for us. And we need to find other solutions outside of social media. So I, I'm still in that like back and forth. So in thinking about this conversation and thinking about just the thought that like fill in the blank, whatever your favorite social network is, could go away. Peach. Peach. Oh, that's a that's a deep pull. I know. I was kind of like. <laughs> I was ruminating on a tweet about that the other day, but just felt not like it was the right time for it. 
Yeah. And in thinking about the social network that would be most important to you when that going away and like how you would feel. So I was trying to think for myself, how would I feel if, if Instagram went away? And uh, this is going to make me sound like a terrible person. I, I think that the thing that initially would make me most upset is not what the Twitter people are <laughs> upset about, like the community. It would be more about thinking about the people whose like stories and reels that I watch every day, who I'm not friends with, never DM, like don't have a, a relationship with. It's it's pure like entertainment really at this point. I feel like that would be the number thing, <laughs> the number one thing that I would miss. And also selfishly to make me sound like a worse person, I have brought this <laughs> up on the show before. My Instagram feed is like a combination of a portfolio and a photo album like it's like a time machine like from like a nostalgia standpoint so I would be really sad to lose my access to that for myself and to and to you know close friends and family to be able to look back on that in a really like concise way but going back to the nice people on Twitter and thinking about communities I, I agree with you, Steve. I don't think I mean, I mastered on yeah, That was like such a perfect analogy. Like not everyone is going to show up for that breakfast and the people who do, do show up for that breakfast, it's not going to be the same energy. You can't, the thought of trying to just like create a new Twitter that just has a different name is just not going to work. So what is the solution? Is the solution to go really niche and just find a way to connect with just your people and not be seeing stuff from other communities? Or is it to do something like kind of like going back to, you know, the basics, like real person, in-person type things? I One of the, one of the my favorite tweets that I saw was from um, Sean Fantasy, who um, is part of The Ringer, I think I've said this before that I really want his job because he he basically like podcasts and writes about like movies and TV. But um, I don't remember exactly what his tweet said, but he ha he had one of these goodbye tweets and he ended with see you at the movies. And I was like, you know what? In his community, that's kind of at the heart of everything that he's about, the community that he has cultivated yeah. and the people who are following him. So thinking about whatever your community is like what would that phrase be for you and where would you go like without the access to the internet yeah that piece of it i think is 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 hugely important right because if something like this were to ever die like people are going to break off from these these public facing areas into probably more like private I mean, we've seen that sort of what the evolution of social has, has sort of become. So these private, you know, groups or whatever. And, you know, what are you, how are you being aware of where, you know, how, how are you tracking where they're going? What's going to be beneficial to you if it's your brand, like for you to be involved in? Because it does seem very like, you know, short-sighted going back to the Mastodon analogy. Like, it's like we've already decided for Mastodon 
what Mastodon is going to be. I mean, imagine being the founder of Mastodon, being like, well, no, we don't, that's not, <laughs> that's not what we want. <laughs> but we've already decided this is what you're going to be. You are the new Twitter. So, I mean, that's why it never feels like that's going to be like a realistic, you know, out, you know, something that, that is a result from all of this. Is there a community that you're a part of that you feel like if you were cut off from it, would it be a big change for you? To me, it's like graduating. Like, you know, you leave high school, you leave college. Like you can't, you can't go back to that time again. You can't recreate the experience. I guess that's the whole analogy with, you know, the breakfast and going out and, you know, the night before, like, I think that is like, that's the sad part, but like, you know, you, you find new friend circles and you find new, new activities and new, new things to kind of take part in that sort of like fill some of the void, even though it'll never be exactly what it was, it's still good. Um, you know, and I look around and you look around at what's, what's, you know, out there, like, you know, the learning community, on on YouTube, the, you know, through different channels, the learning community, even through things like Reddit, like, you know, there's, there's beneficial and helpful communities that, you know, I'm a part of that. I, that I think equally is, 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 is equally impactful on the development of me from a learning standpoint as, as Twitter is, I just prefer the Twitter environment. So I, I think, you know, you find your way, but I don't think it's this mass, like we're all going to meet in here. Like that's, I don't think that is, I don't think that's the outcome out of this. Do you think that it's kind of unhealthy that people see themselves as part of these types of communities yet? This sounds so, I feel like I'm sounding so terrible in this episode. <laughs> If someone has to leave their contact information, here's where you can find me if all of this goes away. If you didn't already have that information, were you really close to that person to begin with? Yeah, that's interesting. That's that's a good point. Like, you know, I, I'm I'm I know I'm connected to people solely on Twitter that I'm not connected to on other platforms, but I will say that the ones that have made the bigger impact on me, I've made connections with in, in different areas, whether it's LinkedIn or Instagram or, you know, their, their, their blog, you know, subscribing to, you know, whatever. So yeah, I don't know if that's, that's like a common thing that if, you know, you really have a connection with somebody that you wouldn't have a means to sort of stay in touch with them stay in touch with them elsewhere. Even just the thought of remembering that they exist, because I feel like if Twitter went away, like 10 days later, I could see you saying like, oh, I wonder what so-and-so is up to. Like I miss seeing their tweets. If you had that thought, you would remember their name and would Google and would, and would try to find them somewhere else on the internet to see what they're up to. But I feel like there are so many people that we say are in our communities, but 10 days later, we would just forget about them. I mean, that that's happens to me before. I mean, I'm going to take the community aspect out of it again, kind of just switching more into entertainment mode. But sometimes I'll be 
following people on Instagram and then they'll, you know, decide that they want to step away for a little bit. And a lot of, a lot of times it's not until, you know, months later, because if they didn't do one of the, like the big, like I'm leaving speeches, I forget about them until they pop up again. And that's not to insult anyone or to make people feel like they're like unimportant, but there's just, there are so many people. There are so many people and so much content being shoved in our faces every day that we can't have personal connections with all of them. It's just, it's not, I don't think it's healthy. And I don't think that we were wired that way as humans. Maybe we will evolve to be able to handle that. But right now, I don't feel like I can. Yeah. You also got to look at how, like, the, the inflated sense of self that I think that some people have. Because like some people are sending out, here's how you can keep in touch with me. And I'm, why? Like, <laughs> why would I want to do that? Like, I think you're you're spot on with, you know, people find ways to connect with people in a variety of places beyond just one location. Or you would know, I think the bigger disappointment for me would not be able to like search back on something I tweeted out in the past that I think was like, you know, funny or smart or, you know, like trying to get the language or something. A lot of times if I'm writing like, a presentation and I know I've said something like two years ago about a certain topic. I'm like, Ooh, how did I word that? Like, and I'll search back for a keyword or phrase and be able to pull that up. Like, you know, there was a lot of that going on Thursday night too. A lot of mass, like I'm trying to download my data and <laughs> just like, Oh God, I can't trying to get it done under the wire. I mean, so in a way that's kind of like your portfolio. It is, but I don't think I'd be upset if I lost it. I mean, like I would, I know I said there in one side out of my mouth and saying that, you know, I would miss, you know, being able to look up something that I said, but like, I don't know, like I go back and forth, like I would miss the learning aspect of the community, but if it were to leave tomorrow, as much as I would be somber about it, I think for a little bit, like I'd get over it. Like, you know, you just sort of like you move on and and you find other places and other things and, um, I think things sort of build naturally that way. There have been so many like high school analogies. I know you you already brought this up, but like it really does the thought of a social network going away. It feels very much like that, like people saying, keep in touch and sign my yearbook. (laughs) It also like raises the question, though, about. You know, you're, you know, if, 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 if your, if your brand is on Twitter, right, if you, if you have a, a, a brand presence on Twitter, like on any social channel, like you don't own, you know, your audience on social media. I mean, it's rented property, you know, like the algorithm changes and you have to kind of just go along with it. Or in this case, the platform dies and you have to go along with it, right? Like, so it kind of does call into question, like, this difference between like the channels that you do own, like your website or your newsletter and versus like own property and how like, you know, the focus really should, it it has to be a balance, but it just goes to show you how much your own chat owned channels really matter and matter a great deal. Um, because when you don't have control, like I'm thinking back to like the Facebook outage from like a year ago or so where like it knocked out like Facebook and WhatsApp and, whatever else, um, so many things that companies and organizations use social for was like halted for a significant amount of time. And like, when you realize you're not pulling the strings on any of that, you're at that 
the whim of those channels and decisions that are made. So to me, this is just another, you know, another lesson learned in like how much we do have to pay attention and really invest in, you know, our own channels. And, um, you know, we want people to have an understanding of who we are and what we do. And that has to be reflected in, 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 your website and it has to be reflected in your newsletter piece because you can't just be relying upon social to kind of get that piece of it across because things change and things evolve and people come and people go. You don't own any of that. It's definitely a good reality check from that perspective. And I was really happy to see that there wasn't, you know, all the email marketing people, me kind of being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> or, or whenever these things happen, they're always like, see, this is what we always tell you, you need to start an email list. And it's really annoying. But it is true. I mean, I think that we are so reliant on these kind of like rented properties. But at the same time, I personally really struggle with feeling like the stuff that I send out, my email newsletter, my blog, even my YouTube, the little bit of TikTok that I've done, all of those, I don't have, I know that I have a community, especially for my blog and my email newsletter, but it really feels abstract sometimes. And I would say the same about our podcast audience. Like I know that we know we could name individuals that we know are part of our podcast community but it still feels abstract. When we record these and we put them out, no one is commenting on the episodes in, you know, in Spotify or in the right. Apple feed. And same with, you know, people don't really, at least on my blog anymore, people don't really leave blog comments. So it feels kind of like I'm putting content out into a void, which is why pl a platform like Instagram is so addictive for me because I can get that like real time feedback from people that I know and see every day on the platform. And I'm sure that, you know, people who do that on Twitter, like feel the same way. So I'm sure that there are a lot of creators, even though, again, like I love this, that it seems to me that there was much less of a concern about people like losing their followers than losing their communities. But yeah, I feel like once you've invested so much in in these platforms, it feels a little devastating to think that you would lose your work. Yeah, maybe I'm way off base here. This is a feel piece, but, you know, it felt like the first iteration of social networks, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, like each one has progressively gotten more focused on the creator and maybe slightly less on on community that's what makes it feel like you look at tiktok like i think i think tiktok is i think you can have you know like a, a a creator can have a community but i think the way it's built and the way the user experiences it it's less about community around one thing and more about a creator community of people kind of you know just creating um for lack of a better phrase so I do wonder, like, if we're ever going to revert back to a social network experience that is really kind of what Twitter has, I think, you know, for, for all its warts, the good parts about it is a learning community, uh, a community of people together, 
you know, relationships that you connect with other individuals on. Cause it doesn't feel like something like that really exists now. And it doesn't certainly seem like it's on the horizon. Yeah. Maybe Facebook is still doing it, but I'm glad you brought up TikTok because TikTok feels so, it really is just entertainment based. And that community aspect, like people aren't there to talk to each other and share ideas. It's, it's really just like watch this and enjoy this or learn from this. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong because I'm not like a TikTok expert, but from everything I've seen, it feels very much like it's about the creator and the viewer and that's it. Like anything that's going on in the comments, it's not like people are talking to each other in the comments unless have you seen that? No, I, I haven't. And like I said, I, I could be like looking at this through old eyes. Yeah, we definitely are. Yeah. I understand that I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not the best person to, I mean, I'm on it. I I consume content on it. So I'm equally as equipped as anyone else, but I might not necessarily be seeing it the same way that other people do. But it's just, I don't see that same sort of like, you know, someone, someone shares something, you respond back, they respond back to you, you tag somebody else that, you know, like it doesn't have that sort of connected community sort of feel to it. And that's the part that I think is is the the interesting piece of any potential demise of a platform like Twitter is no matter where we say we're going to go, I don't think what exists has existed on Twitter can or does exist anywhere else because the focus I think has become more so on the people creating and having a platform to do that without necessarily having the feedback loops or the connectedness that a a, a Twitter had has given people. We're painting with broad strokes here, but I think you're onto something with that. Maybe the idea of a community based platform, I don't think it's ever going to completely die, but maybe we've already like hit that crest and maybe that was going to happen anyway, whether or not, you know, Elon Musk bought Twitter or not. I don't know. I don't know if people realize it in the moment, you know, like that these are the things that go away, you know, like I think getting back to Thursday night, I think there was some of that, but that was what I was left with is if we turn somewhere else, what exists or what we've sort of turned our back on already. Cause I don't think we're going to, you know, Facebook groups and things like that. I don't think we're going to just suddenly reinvest in. I think we lose a piece of that wherever we go. And I think that's sort of the, the challenge about the future of, of social. Being willing to let go and just trust that there's going to be something else that comes up. That's going to replace it, but, but not replace it something different. I mean, I'm, I'm even thinking about like, we've talked about Facebook a little bit in this conversation, but I barely use Facebook anymore. But there was a time where I used it a ton. And just like I really would hate it if I had to go back to high school right now, I would hate it if Facebook was like my only way to be on social media. So I think that we, we evolve. And maybe even if Twitter stays exactly the same and all of this, you know, the, the Thursday night panic was for nothing. 
that it gave people the opportunity to like stop, think, reprioritize, think about what what community actually means to them and think about the people in those communities who are most important to them instead of just taking this. I feel like we kind of take social media for granted sometimes that we just like have access to all these people, whatever we want, whatever topic we want to look at, like 24 seven. And it's just, it's so much, I think it's, it's too much and I don't have a solution for that, but it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, again, saying this from a perspective of someone who would like, would not be super affected if Twitter went away, but I think when things like this happen, there is a good opportunity just to stop and think. The interesting part of all of this to me is, is that like, we've never really been here before as a, um, as a social community, like we've seen certain platforms or channels like Vine or Periscope or Meerkat, or we've seen the demise of those where things sort of just, you know, the plug gets pulled and okay, it might affect people, but it's not going to affect them on a huge broad scale. It's not going to uproot their, their, their experience really. Um, We've seen the eventual phase out, I'll call it of, MySpace, where people just stopped using it because they went other places and it became sort of like a graveyard. But we've never really seen, and I don't believe it's going to happen, but we've never really seen a platform that is, you know, I don't know if thriving is the right word because certainly it's 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 had its warts and its issues over the course of the last, you know, eight, eight years or so. But something like that just go away while it's still vi- you know it has some vitality to it and i think there's a little bit of a of a social culture shock that um you know w- we're sort of feeling off of that that i think sort of gets at you know w- what you just sort of so eloquently put that you know we've become very reflective i think we've it 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 very much feels like i want to keep saying this not to try to be pompous i don't think it's going anywhere <laughs> But like hypothetically, let's just play yeah, it yeah. Out. Like it does feel like a death where you have these sort of like reflective moments after that happens about what does the future hold and how are things going to be different and where am I going to go and I and I think it's I think it's really I think it hit people hard and I think that's where they sort of ended up with where you were saying where it's you know you you sort of have this moment of reflection about on community. And where they want to go and what matters to them and what elements of the channel had had the biggest impact on them. You know, you don't really know what you have in something until it's gone. And I think people sort of saw that that hit. Um, Some of it came out comically (laughs) and some of it some of it, I think, in maybe the way that you and I are looking at it might have been a little bit more quiet reflection on like, you know, what were the elements of this thing that really made a difference to me and. Uh, what do I want moving forward from my, my social experience? If you've enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word on social media. Tag us at Pod4Creatives and let us know what stood out to you. What is, in your opinion, the worst Christmas song ever made? Oh, the worst. Everybody wants to know the best. Everybody wants to say the best. What is the worst Christmas song? I think the one that I would like skip over. Anything with like a children's choir in it. Not a fan of the angelic voices. 
But yeah, it's just like a little too screechy. It's not that I don't like kids. It's just pitchy. don't sing in my Christmas songs. <laughs> How about you? You seem like you have one in a holster. Christmas shoes? I've never even gotten to the point of like hearing that song just because people are like, oh, it's the saddest song ever. So yes. anytime I've like seen it, like the name pop up like on the radio or anything, I just, I don't even give it a second. I just shut it off. I don't want to cry on Christmas. I feel like that's the big part of it, right? Like, I don't really want to hear someone else's story, sob story about it. Yeah, because, and, and don't get I me my wrong. Own sob story. It's nice sometimes when a, when a song can make you feel emotional, but I want that to happen because it's something that's personal to me or something that's personal to you, not because someone said this is a sad song that was designed to make you cry. I don't want right. that being put on me. Right. This that's was a lot very, of pressure. This was purposely created to make somebody cry. I don't appreciate that. It's not what the Christmas spirit's not all about. Not at all. I also believe that the last great Christmas song that ever was written was Bing Crosby, David Bowie, uh, Peace on Earth duet in 1976. I don't think there's been another Christmas song, good Christmas song that's been written since then. I just think that most of the great Christmas songs, the ones that we love, came from the 40s and 50s. Right. Carols. That's really when Christmas got like really commercialized. So there's no other there's no other like time of year where carols are like accepted. Like an Easter carol? Yeah. How would that go? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you got an Arbor Day carol. Right, yeah. You got that Peter Rabbit hopping down the bunny trail yeah, yeah, with yeah. his cocktail. Like yeah. that's a song, right? It's like a little like this like could be an untapped opportunity. Carols always come at Christmas. They don't come at any other time of year. People don't also write carols anymore either. It's Christmas songs like, you know, Mar Mariah Carey's and, and Sinks. And, and I'm just thinking of the more like recent. Yeah, you're you know, really hip. Right. <laughs> Mariah Carey. How do you do, fellow, <laughs> fellow kids? <laughs> But I don't feel like anyone writes carols anymore. Like, yeah, when did carol writing stop? Carols and are there only Christmas carols, or are there other carols that are not Christmas? Do you set out to write a carol, or does what you write get turned into a carol? We have some research. I mean, should I look this up now? Yes, make this a priority. Drop everything that you're doing. I mean, I I kind of want to know. I'm going to be wondering the entire conversation otherwise. What should I Google? What makes a carol? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow I think this There's is going to end up being urban, about a woman. There's going to be some urban dictionary definition. I don't know. Okay. Um, from our great source, Britannica.com. Um, broadly, a song characteristically of religious joy associated with a given season, especially Christmas. More strictly, a late medieval English song on any subject in which uniform stanzas or verses alternate with a refrain, a burden in the pattern, BV1, BV2, and so on. 
Sinatra wasn't writing those now knowingly. No, you no, heard no. some of the stuff that's come out of his mouth. <laughs> he wasn't late medieval English. No. no, not at all. A lot more doobie doos than uh, yeah, than medieval music. But I, I'm very interested in the fact that it says any given season, but it really seems like the Christmas ones are the only ones that have stuck. I want like a good like an everyday carol. Halloween carol. Yeah. 